Hey, Jason here. At the, and, uh, we just finished up this week the uh, investment case study on Dole in five parts. And today's part six, we're going to kind of do a little recap of everything um, you learned in this program. And in some of these, uh, in one of these sections in particular, the hidden assets section, I'm actually going to show you exactly how to find those hidden assets. Um, if you're doing those, if you're trying to find them by yourself. So let's start with part one. In part one, we learned about, uh, we compared Dole to his competition. Um, just kind of get the, get the kind of my original thoughts on Dole. We compared to Chiquita, Fresh Del Monte, um, two of their bigger, or two of their competitors in the fresh fruits and fruit and vegetable arena. In this one, we learned that while Dole was reasonably a reasonably decent company on kind of surface level, had way too much debt, um, at least for my liking. And pretty much the only reason I bought into the company at all was because of its hidden assets, which we talked about in another section. But in this section, we compared Dole to its competitors, uh, uh, to its public company competitors on gross margins, operating margins, free cash flow to sales, uh, book value per share, all these kind of things. I do want to make a couple notes here. I don't look at really look at gross margin at all anymore. Um, other than just kind of a quick glance to see what the number is and make sure it's kind of consistent over time and makes sense for the numbers. Operating margin, I still use consistently. Net margin, I don't use it at all. Free cash flow to sales, um, ultra important. Numbers still, book value per share, somewhat important. ROIC, somewhat important. You can use all these numbers, some of these numbers, none of these numbers in your analysis. Um, but doing this kind of competitive analysis will help you not only learn about the company you're looking at in this case in my case dull in 2012 2013 but you also get to see its competitors you'll learn and by doing this you learn more about the industry more about the economics of the industry more about potential competitive advantages in the industry and you in some cases um, you may, may actually find a better company to invest in in this case that wasn't the case but I have in the past one one time I was researching an issue for um, Press on research subscriptions, uh, paid subscribers. Um, when I was still doing that service, and I actually found a better company, and that better company has gone up as of this recording about four hundred and fifty percent since that, and it's gone up. I think the other company is about up one hundred and fifty percent. So a lot better company uh, went up a lot more. So I highly encourage everybody to do this. It takes a ton of time to do this kind of industry-wide competitive analysis, but it is well worth your time to do it. Um, and this isn't the version of competitive analysis I do anymore. Again, I take a lot of this stuff out now, and I've condensed a lot of this stuff. I have added a lot of stuff. Um, but again, I highly recommend doing some kind of uh, some kind of competitive analysis industry wide. So you also learn how to, in part one, how to evaluate individual segments of businesses and how to value those segments of businesses. And in part one, that's pretty much it. We talked about the comparison, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So now we move on to part two. Part two, we learned about 
how this, how my kind of original analysis led of Dole led to uh, a huge gain in only 104 days. Special situation is the only reason I bought this company. Um, special situation, at least the one I originally kind of thought about and planned for was them selling off some of their assets, their hidden assets to pay for or to pay off some of their enormous amount of debt. This would increase profitability, um, lower, higher balance sheet strength, lower debt levels, higher cash flow levels, pretty much everything. It would improve the company on every level. So this is talking about the um, why I got that huge gain. They sold part of their, their packaged foods division to Itachu in Japan, which led to a huge gain and some of my thoughts on that. That's pretty straightforward. Okay, so here, one of the main reasons I wanted to do this video, I believe this is the hidden assets. Yes, I wanted to show you how to do, how to find these kinds of hidden assets. So for where I live, and this works pretty much countrywide, it depends, uh, I have found some counties um, that don't do this or don't do it well and their site sucks. But for me, where I live, Hillsborough County, property appraiser, and you put in an address, oops, property search, and you can put in an address. If a company has substantial hidden assets like Dole does, um, for example, I don't, I don't remember the specific county this was in, but I would put there either their, um, information up here if you had the folio or parcel information you can get parcel numbers from things like mls listings um, or if they have an owner name or an address so for here let's just say let's see what's in hillsborough county i want to look at uh paradise this is a company i've owned stock in for a while fruit company and i've actually done the same research for them so that's the wrong one because I know from researching them before that they have a ton of listings in Hillsborough County. I did the same thing again. Oh, there we go. So from here, you can see kind of an estimated value of their of their, or you can see a, an actual value of their actualized sales price. Compare that to this was bought eighty five, so thirty more than thirty years ago. Um, this was bought, so obviously this piece of land has appreciated substantially, and you can actually click on it to see what it is. Packing plants, you get a ton of information. Taxable value is not really important. Um, sales price so what I would actually do specifically and I, what I did for this company is I would get the estimated total square footage of each of these individual kind of properties that were shown up on here some of these are just little um, they're not important but most of these are important or it's the ones with the numbers are specifically important so what I would do here is I'll get the square footage and I would go to Google uh, where is the square footage you can get all this information up here, the trim numbers. Uh, this is more like real estate broker type information, real estate, like if you're gonna look for a sale, it's tax collectors, so let's see what this says. 
You can look at their tax information to see if they've been paying their taxes and how much taxes they've been paying, which typically isn't important, but total acres is important. So what I would do here is I would search near this area, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, Plant City, Florida. And I would look for kind of similar properties. This works better for commercial properties and apartment buildings. Obviously, kind of a packing plant is an apples to apples comparison. Um, but just to kind of get an idea of what, what is this? I don't know what this is. It's coming up as a hotel. Um, so that probably, that wouldn't be a apples to apples comparison if that really is a hotel. What I'm looking here is a price to square foot. This is on Zillow, so this should be some kind of listing. This is a property that's on that street, so this wouldn't be apples to apples. But what I'm trying to do is trying to find the kind of estimated value per square foot in that area. Um, you can't, it's, like I said, it's easier to, this is another house, um, it's easier if it's an apartment building or a commercial building specifically and not kind of a manufacturing facility. But this is exactly kind of the step-by-step -step process that I look at. This one is another house. So what I would do in this case is I would just get a kind of base level value of the property, kind of an estimated. I would just go based off the acreage. I wouldn't even value the the property and plant and other or and uh, the plant and equipment at all on this so that would be kind of extra value so let's see acreage value in plant city florida well, again what i'm trying to do here is just kind of it won't be apples to apples because of the same thing, but I'm just trying to get an estimated value. So there's kind of a farmland. That wouldn't be apples to apples. Most of this is farmland, which makes sense because I'm familiar with the area. And I know up there is a lot of, it's a more rural area up there. Uh, 42 acres lot. So this might be comparable let's see if there's anything else uh, 20 acres this looks like it's more in town so this should probably be the most comparable right here we have commercial acres so this is more in the city available so this is probably a decent estimate this was last sold in what did that say 74 I think is what it said built in 1974 so just do this simply 51 or 5.1 million divided by 20 So $255,000 an acre. 
So just from the value of the land, and this is of course a massive undervaluation, yes I know, um, but we're looking for a conservative estimate and of value. And what I would typically do here is I would try to find three or four to kind of get an average, but I'm not seeing any other kind of in-city land and plant city for sale. wetlands that wouldn't be comparable okay so this one again I figured this would be the case because um, I've researched this company before and done this kind of due diligence for them before and now just seeing if there's any updated information for you but there's not so what I would do here what I typically would do would find three or four and find a kind of an average to get the estimated value for one remember this is just one parcel they have so 255,000 So that would be just for the land here. Again, this isn't the plant or equipment on the land. This would be about $382,000 for this one parcel. When I originally evaluated this company, if I remember correctly without going back and looking, I estimated uh, conservatively this company had about six to $8 million worth of property, plant, and equipment that was off its balance sheet, similar to the situation in Dole. So how would I do this for Dole? I would do the same thing, Hawaiian, I would find the exact island it was on, acreage, I don't remember right now, but just to kind of show you, for sale, I would, again, if I was doing this for real, um, I would actually go find the specific island and get as close to the, as close to the actual property as I could, and I believe it was on Kauai. I remember correctly oops so and again all these these are kind of just regional and local things so these will all look different if I remember correctly this was on Kauai so and again I would try to get as close as possible but here's 27 million dollars for 420 acres so that's 64,000, almost 300 an acre. So, three, seven, eight, 12 million, go to the next one. So that's 38,000. This one is 2.5 2 million, divided by 0.48. Okay. this one two 3.22 so I'm finding around sixty five thousand dollars an acre which if I remember correctly I estimated between 40 and sixty thousand at the time years ago when I was evaluating dole for their for their um, land so what I did then is I took the kind of average price that I got multiplied it by the uh, the acres of land and found out that the company had about $500 million in hidden assets that were not no longer listed on their balance sheet because they depreciated off. So that is another, or that is one way to find incredibly valuable hidden assets. If a company has something in the in their financial statements that said our 
we have no mortgages on our property plan and equipment because we've paid for them in full. If it says something like we've fully depreciated off our land, property plan and equipment off our, off our balance sheet, um, kind of something along those lines. It's a hint that you, the company might have hidden assets that you need to look further and find. Again, like some of the other stuff we've talked about, does this take a lot of extra time? Yes, but it can lead to literally hundreds of millions or billions of dollars of hidden assets that you can find that most other people will not know about because they won't take the time to do this. So there's two fantastic resources for you, ways to find hidden assets. What else? we learned in here is how to actually put those kind of into practice by doing in-depth valuations. Some of the parts valuations value just the land holdings and I, I broke this down by country because they have specifically land in other countries as well. And right here, what did I say? And I went even further, they have used and non-used land. So just non-used land they had in Costa Rica, Honduras, and Ecuador $75.7 million worth of unused land and in total, quote, non-core land assets that could be sold. So valued at $575.7 million. So, and actually that was likely way undervalued because that was only at $10,000 an acre. So what that means is that this company is that Dole likely had more than a billion dollars because that is I can tell you right now massively undervalued land um, but again what everything we're trying to do is as conservative as possible I want a conservative estimate of the total land holdings they could get rid of without affecting their operations that's what this non-core land assets mean means unused non-core land same thing right there here's the total value of all their land added up and that's had an average acreage value of $7,900 per acre, which again is likely massively undervalued, which is why when we get to the later sections of this kind of recap, I got so frustrated with the company because they were taking the, not only were they manipulating and found to be guilty by a court manipulating the share price to take the company private at a much lower share price than they should have. But even then after the shareholders got some of their money back, they still got taken private at an incredibly undervalued rate. So, and you can find all of this information using the techniques I just showed you. Next thing I did, I actually went and they have valuable ships, container ships, refrigerated container ships. Again, these are massively undervalued, but there's substantial value here. So if they have company or like sh things like ships, heavy machinery that is very expensive, uh, land, um, then you can find potentially substantial hidden assets. When I was going to buy the marina for Rivera Holdings, my holding company last year, just the land, I agreed to a purchase price of $8 million. The deal fell through, but I agreed with the owner out of a purchase price of $8 million. Just the land, by itself and the property, plant, or equipment, none of the operations, nothing else, I valued at more than $6 million. So there, this can be, this kind of information can be used in the private world, in the public world um, as well. So what we're doing here is finding hidden assets, um, kind of buried treasures, another way to think about it. 
Then we went on to valuations. You learn how to value companies several different ways. And that was pretty much it for this section. Section four, we started getting into kind of the bad side of Dolan again. Um, I don't want to rehash it here because frankly, it's going to make me mad because I still get mad thinking about it. But this, there's upsides and downsides to large insider ownership. Most of the time, I don't mind large insider ownership if you can trust management. In this case, it turned out we could not trust management, which is why I sold my shares after getting a huge gain in Dole. Why? If you read this, you know that the company insiders manipulated, let's see where the exact wording is, manipulated shareholdings price, or the sharehold, uh, the share price of Dole down massively. And I can say they weren't alleged to because in the next section we find out that they were found guilty by a court of law in Delaware um, of this. That they were manipulating the share price to take it private at a much lower share price than they originally wanted to. So what they did, they announced after having for years that they had land worth more than $500 million on their balance sheet. They all of a sudden half that number only a few months later. Then... They announced the massive share buyback program. Then they canceled that and saying they were buying, upgrading their ships, which sent the share price lower. They did all these sorts of things to manipulate the share price. And I talk about this in depth in section four of this. Now in section five, we talk about how shareholders won some of that money back, even though it's still a massive undervaluation that the company got taken private out eventually. Um, a court of law in Delaware awarded shareholders who still own shares at the time of the going private transaction by uh, chairman and found, I think, I don't know if it's founder, but the chairman of the company, David Murdoch, was manipulating and others were manipulating the share price down lower to go take the company private. Um, again, $148 million is nothing compared to potentially more than a billion dollars worth of hidden assets um, and undervaluation, but at least it's something and it's on public record that the company was doing illegal stuff. So we learned a ton in this entire case study and this is from the original articles were in 2012, 2013, if memory is serving me correctly. Yes, 2012. So I'm doing this recap to show you how much you can learn from evaluating one single company once you know how to do this. This is one single company. We learned valuations. We learned how to find hidden assets worth potentially billions of dollars. We learned um, about family or insider ownership, um, the negative sides of large insider ownership. Um, we learned about um, how to evaluate a company's competition. We learned about um, a ton of things just from looking at one company. So why I'm showing you all this is for that reason, to show you that you can do this kind of stuff. It t just takes time. This is only one company. And this company, because of the work I was willing to put in and the work you should be willing to put in that you learned in this um, case study, you can find, again, literally billions of dollars of hidden assets and make a ton of money. It didn't work out as I wanted to um, 
in the long run because of the mismanagement and illegality of the stuff the chairman and other insiders at the company were doing. I would have loved to own this company for the long term and seen how they dealt with those hidden assets, potentially over more than a billion dollars of hidden assets if they sold those to pay down further debt, if they spun off more operations of their company, if they improved their operations. But now that they're private, they don't really release any of that information. Um, and again, I think this a uh, long term, this would have been a good company to own, but I got out of it not only because of mainly be, or I got out of it because I couldn't trust management any longer with what I with what they were doing. So this is more of a special situation or it turned out to be more of a special situation type investment for me, um, short term investment, which typically I don't do unless there's kind of a situation similar to this where a company has a bunch of hidden assets and they're talking about doing some kind of sale or spinoff or going private transaction or whatever it may be. But I sold out before the end because I couldn't, know, I couldn't any longer trust management. So again, you can do all this. This was only five lessons five free lessons over what a month time period month and a half time period learning all the things we already talked about you can learn even more in the master class with the training vault or our ten thousand dollar coaching program as well which i would detail in future videos on this site but again imagine you get this in the free content on this site imagine what kind of information you get in the masterclass, the coaching program, and the training vault. It's 10 times more better, if not more. Um, and if you're learning about value investing, I highly recommend it because I've taken the time to learn all this stuff by myself. And it took me literally years of wasted time and effort. Um, and I'd love to help you in a shorter amount of time. And I'm going to continue helping you. Um, we've redone the tagline on here on the website instead of just kind of the basic kind of blah, statement it was before it's now dedicated to developing the world's best value investors i'm going to continue doing that on this blog for free and with our programs with our paid programs as well but 99 point uh 99 plus percent of our content in the past has been free and 99 percent of our uh, content will remain free but if you want to learn faster you can uh get one of these go to one of these um programs and services we're offering which are going to relaunch kind of officially once the site redesign is done um, to kind of jump uh, jump your progress into hyperspeed um, I hope you enjoyed this case study we're going to keep doing more and more case studies like this I've got literally years worth of content we can do stuff on this uh, like this and we can do new stuff as well if you like this case study um, please let me know in the comments below um, because I'm going to keep doing what you guys like as well. I'm not going to just do just random stuff. If I get a ton of engagement on certain articles and issues and posts, we're going to do more of that kind of stuff and less of the other stuff. So if you like this case study and like learning all this uh, incredibly valuable information, let me know in the comments below, and I will see you next time.